we're back with another episode for Black Woman Healing Podcast. And today, we're doing something a little bit different. A little bit different today. Me and Donika are starting off with a conversation between us. And then we have a guest that's going to join us a little bit later. We want to talk about purpose. So, Donika, just to start us off in this conversation, um, I want to ask you if, like, the work that you're doing now is aligned with your purpose. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it? Um, I'm trying to think of how to explain how I... Have you always wanted to do this work? Yes. Um, I've always felt, like, very curious about life and very curious about people in general. And when I was younger, like, just really, like, how my family... Nobody really talked about anything, and I always just had a million questions... Um, just trying to figure out what's going on because you know in a lot of black families uh, and families in general there's just a lot of secrets and stuff so I've always just been like interested in like why, why can we can't talk about it um, mm-hmm. so I do feel like this is my purpose um, yeah and I, I feel very much so connected to it and even in like as I gain new experiences in life and new traumas uh, I've recognized like if I was not doing this work, I wouldn't be able to handle and get through the traumas and the different, you know, difficulties of life if I was not fulfilling my purpose right now, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get what you're saying. That makes complete sense. So um, when thinking about purpose, were you about to say something? No, no. In thinking about purpose, do you feel like you come across a lot of people that feel like they struggle to know what their purpose is? Absolutely. I feel like this is like the the number one like thing you hear about everybody. I feel like everybody's like, what is my purpose? What am I meant to do? Um, and sometimes I'll be feeling like, like why I never really struggle with it. And I think it's because I've just, I haven't thought too, too, too deep about it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've never struggled with like, what is my purpose? Because I, it's kind of like I, me existing is my purpose. I know I'm living it out. Because mm, me existing I'm, is my purpose. I'm living it out. Okay. I'm living it out. But I do get it. I do get why people, like, I can say all this, but I also do have a, a profession and I'm actively working in it, right? I do have these kind of um, tangible things you can say that I'm doing mm-hmm. where I can say that does make it easier for me probably to feel so comfortable just kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm living my purpose versus sometimes we feel like we don't have tangible things if you don't have this career or if you don't have this product then it's like oh I don't have a purpose mm. so I can see that what do you think about that Myra which part like the so piece about all of it go ahead <laughs> I'm thinking like where people we attach purpose to tangible things versus like these our inner beings yeah I definitely think that is true um I don't know. My mind is going so many different ways because I was in conversation with someone, I want to say like last week. Well, it's an ongoing conversation that we've been having and they were pretty much just saying how, you know, when they don't thrive at work or at school, they feel like they're not living in their purpose. So I was like, what, whose purpose was this? Like who came up with this purpose? Mm -hmm. And they were like, society, my parents. And I was like, oh, so if other people are coming up with your purpose, how's that your purpose? So we did a lot of digging and this person was telling me how their purpose was just to live in Japan and teach English there. And sounds I was like, good. well, if you know that, <laughs> sounds good what? To me. Why aren't we thriving to do that? 
So having a center of the conversation around you define your purpose ultimately. It's not everybody else defining. It could literally be anything. I think that my purpose is to help people, but as it makes sense, not to work. So mm. yeah, I think you gotta really think about like what feels good for me and what makes sense for me. What feels good for me and what makes sense for me. Right. Yes. Yes, I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I like that very much. So, um, yeah, like this feeling instead of like, like I can't look at Myra and be like, yep, she living out her purpose. <laughs> right. Um, but sometimes we do that. We see people and yeah, we're like, we yes, don't. they are living their best life. But mm-hmm. who's to say that's their best life? Right. We that's don't know. True. Yeah. I have a question for you. So, um, in thinking about like the career field that you're in now, if there was another career field that was in line with your purpose or that feels good for you, what would it be? If it was something Stripping. else. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I don't know. Let me think about this. You Say got it creative? Huh? You got it creative? In, is, get creative? Are you trying to get creative um, in your head? Um, No, not necessarily. I always want to do... I'm a person who... I'll go to Subway and be like, ooh, I would love to work at Subway for like, it's, it's, I can't explain it. It's certain jobs and certain, just certain things that I'm like, when you see it, you're like, oh, this is cool. Yes. Like, um, like a, even like a personal assistant or like a a manager of an artist, like just all types of stuff. I'll be like, ooh, I would like to do that. (laughs) And then I'll think about it and be like, maybe for like a day or two. All right. Just because I, I think, you know, I don't know, just being able to try different things out, like, I like to not feel like it's the same thing every day. Mm. Uh, so that's why I wouldn't, I know I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't work out, but it sounds fun just because I don't know. I can't explain it. I wonder, I wonder <laughs> she if don't the, know y'all. I wonder if I'm the only person who'd be feeling like that. Like, Ooh, I could do that for a few days. No, um, I think that's a lot of people. I uh, that's a lot of people. Um, yeah. So I don't know though. I don't know what's coming to you when it comes. If you wasn't doing the work you're doing, what would you do? So I actually always think this out. What I would do is I would get paid to travel to places to create experiences for people. So let's say, for example, when COVID Mm. first hit, let's say you had a trip planned to go to, I don't know, Madrid. Mm -hmm. So what my, I would do is, because ultimately I'd be a company, I would go to Madrid or research Madrid, get books on it, whatever, all this free material, get to learn about this place. And then I would come to your house and set up your living room like Madrid. And I would have like food catered, all that type of stuff. So you'd have like a whole experience. So ultimately what I would do is like recreate experiences for people. So it could be like somewhere you travel or you could show me like old pictures or something. And you're like, you want to recreate this. But I feel like that'd be really cool because it give me a chance to like explore random stuff and like just set the stuff up, buy all this stuff. Like I feel like that'd be so fun, but I would have a crew. So I'd pretty much be bossing people around on what to do. Be I'm not cooking <laughs> and going to set everything up and doing all the other stuff. No. Come on, creating jobs. <laughs> She's creating jobs. I feel like jobs, that would just be so fun. Yeah. yeah. Especially, like, with COVID. Like, I feel like that would be such a dope job. Absolutely. I'm even thinking, like, that would be, like, really popping for, like, events, like, birthdays and stuff like that, too. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Dang. But it wouldn't be, like, your typical event planning. It would specifically be for people's, like, living rooms and, like, your house. So this would happen at your house. Right. So it wouldn't be like rent out a hall and I'm gonna set this up. I'll get what you saying. Why at the house versus like because it's supposed to be like an intimate like experience that you're supposed to have. Mm-hmm. That's just the idea I came up with. But I mean it could branch off and be something. I don't know. 
Y'all, she might be doing this. <laughs> she, she, y'all, I am not doing this. I don't know, y'all. Everything I'm Mar- that creative. Everything no. Myra talk about comes into fruition. She looked at me like, wait, are you working on this already? <laughs> no, I'm not. No. All right, we'll see. Um, but, I mean, also, I mean, as we talking about this, like the whole manifestation thing, and I know, especially like last year, this year, it's been like more on everybody's um like mind of like manifestation yeah um what are your thoughts about manifestation firm firm believer um yeah I think it's a little bit it's it's a little bit of putting it out in the universe and the energy but it's also it's I think when you say it out loud you're more prone to be guided to move that way too Mm -hmm. so I think it's a little play on both um so yeah, man, I'm I'm a firm believer. I know you are. No, I most definitely am because everything I manifest happens within days. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I said, yeah, better. <laughs> <laughs> Marva gonna be like uh, starting the Instagram. I guess I do got a business. <laughs> that's funny. So I think the next thing I wanted to talk about are like books that you read that have been like helpful for me. I read um, the Four Agreements book is so freaking good. I read it so many different times. A lot of people talk about be- reading um, Paul Coelho's book. What is the name of that book? It's so popular, but I don't, I can't get into it. Oh my gosh, it's about this guy who's going on some adventure. Oh my gosh, y'all gonna kill me. The Alchemist. Oh, The Alchemist. People say that's okay. really good. I can't get into it. I, people clown me because I can't get into it, but I, I've tried. I've had it for years. Can't get it. I've tried to read it so many times. Can't get into it. But Danika, do you have a book to share? Yeah, uh, this is a book I'm actually reading now. Um, it's called Believe Bigger, Discover the Path to Your Life Purpose. Uh, it's by Marshawn Evans Daniels. And I actually learned about this book from one of my clients. Mm-hmm. My clients be bomb, y'all. They be giving me all types of suggestions <laughs> for stuff. And I usually will try to purchase it to see what they read and what they, you know, what they talking about. But this book, um, it literally talks about like finding your purpose type of thing. But I think as I'm reading it, it's kind of, it's coming down to what we're talking about right now of like it's not as difficult as we're thinking making purpose it's not that difficult I'm just gonna read a little bit of what she said about purpose and like the difference between purpose and calling so in here and I will you know just disclaimer that this this book is kind of centered around God uh but you can obviously like focus it on whatever higher power or if you don't believe whatever mm-hmm. you don't have to you know utilize this God word but it says Purpose is why God needs you and how God made you. Calling is where God is sending you. Purpose is more personality oriented, whereas calling is a more a path in place of assignment. So in actuality, purpose is more like at the inner you, and then you have this piece of calling. And I think a lot of times that's actually what we're talking about. We're not really talking about purpose. We're talking about what's this calling which has to do with like your own gifts and talents and skills and all that other stuff. And that's mm-hmm. why it's so like tangible. That's why we're like uh, measuring it up to like this. It has to look like a certain way, but really your purpose is literally you. It's you. Yeah, most definitely. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, no, I mean, I'm thinking of like people when people get too caught up in it of just like how it does affect your mental health mm-hmm. and your mental wellness of just feeling like a failure, yeah. feeling like you're not living up to standards and expectations of the world, of our society. And so I really encourage everybody to like 
have some patience with themselves and be gentle be kind to yourself yeah be kind to yourself and recognize that you literally exist in every day is the answer to everything mm-hmm. um I love that you're saying that because you don't know how many because I feel like I talk to so many people and I feel like so many people always want to talk to me about purpose and I just like I don't know the answer literally just what you said is what I'm gonna start saying like just you existing is your purpose because I feel like oftentimes our purpose is so attached to the things that we do. Mm-hmm. So people get so confused when the things that they're trying to do don't work out. Mm. Go back to the drawing board and really think it out. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we are doing things a little different this episode. So as you could all see, we just kind of wanted to focus this episode on purpose and mental wellness overall. Yep. And we actually had... Um, a a guest reached out to us by the name of Doc Peace and a lot of the work that she's doing is kind of like this purpose work and so we wanted to invite you all to listen to this next segment where she'll go in on some of the work she's doing um so we hope you all like this kind of different uh way we're doing it and yeah enjoy the listen we have a very special guest today, but before we get started, as usual, we want to have a casual conversation with each other. So, Donika, I've been thinking about this because you always drink your tea. <laughs> so, can you think about the first time that you had tea and what that experience was like? So, in this question, I want you to give us some vivid imagery, if you can. Uh, immediately, I see me in my mom's in my parents' house, she, my mom had like a little tea kettle, like the one you put on the, you know, the stove. Oh, yeah, and it makes the noise. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, so all I see right now, if I'm visualizing it, is like it being on the stove and making the noise. Mm. And me just pouring my little cup of tea. I probably, maybe me remembering like tea, I had to maybe be like 10 or 11. Um, but... And I had a phase where I like, I like wanted to use that little tea kettle every day. <laughs> um, but I don't even really remember like who, obviously I'm thinking my, my parents and my mom probably introduced tea, but I don't even really remember. But visualizing, that's what mm. I see. Yeah. What about you? Mm. Well, first I don't know the flavor of the tea that you had. I don't remember. <laughs> well, you know what? It's probably green tea because I feel like that mm-hmm. that's the, the normal, natural thing. And I was just telling Margaret about how like, I used to love green tea, but now for some reason, I actually don't really care for it anymore. But, and I think that I probably have too much of it. Probably. And so I think if green tea was probably my first introduction to tea. But hmm. yeah, what about you? Well, I didn't really start drinking tea until I was further along in my 20s. Tea has not really been like my thing. But coffee, who remember the first time I had coffee? Oh my gosh. Like I fell in love with the creamer because I was like, it sucks. I like sweet things. And when I had, I was like, oh, this is so good. And then I started looking forward to it every Saturday morning. My mom was like, this is your only cup you get this on Saturdays. And I will look forward to that. And oh my gosh, like, whew, I just remember the caramel going down my throat of me being like, mm-hmm. yeah, the caramel. Because I just love caramel <laughs> things. And then I learned about Frappuccinos, and I was like, my world has changed. Like, this is amazing. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Is there a drink where it was like your first time having it, you were like, oh, this is so good? Mm. You know, probably boba. Boba tea. That that first time with that, with the tapioca balls. Mm -hmm. 
I used to hate those tapioca balls, actually. I'd be like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Why is it like sticky? And yeah. and yeah, and then I got really into it. I really enjoyed it. And I would have it every day, every Saturday after after church. I would go to this boba place and get and get boba. <laughs> mm, I love boba. Yes. Have you ever had boba? extra boba? Yeah, and it at least I didn't know because I mean I'm from Kentucky, as, as some 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 of our listeners know, but boba wasn't a thing, and mm. at least I didn't remember it. But when I moved to California, <laughs> um, boba's big out here, so. Yeah. This was mm-hmm. my first time having it when I moved out here. And it was like, what are these things at the bottom? I'm confused. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like, surprise. <laughs> right, for real. It's funny. But so before I introduce you, um, Dr. Peace, I want to make sure we have your um, last name. How do you uh, pronounce it? Uche. Uche. And so people Uche. 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 Okay, okay. I mean thank you all. We have another special guest. Uh we have Dr. Peace Uche. Um she is Doc Peace, a doctor of pharmacy, transforma- transformational rhythmic speaker, empowerment guru, and radio show personality who has guided hundreds of women in creating the life they deserve and desire by owning their innate gifts and talents and pursuing their passions. Her mission is to help a thousand women clearly define their sole purpose and confidently advance towards that purpose. Additionally, she strives to help a thousand more wellness experts further leverage their expertise to create a life of time and location freedom, making 10,000 a month or more, doing what they love through these five golden principles calibration, creation, connection, community, and collaboration. Doc Peace envisions a world of unity and seeks to accomplish this vision by helping others shine their light. Her steadfast motto is, together we thrive. Fans may allow Doc, fans may follow Doc Peace on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And for any further information, you can visit her website at docpeaceofmind.com, doc, D-O-C, peace, P-E-A-C-E of mine, O-F-M-I-N-D dot com. So as you all can see, Doc Peace is out here helping and changing our lives. So <laughs> she reached out to I'm trying. <laughs> she reached out to us. And so we really want to, you know, get to know you and get into, um, you know, some of these things you're doing. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and just how'd you get to this work? Oh, yes. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. So yeah, I'm Doc Peace, and I am indeed a doctor of pharmacy by trade. Um, And now I turn solopreneur. So yeah, there were a few different pivots there. Um, But before I get into how I became a pharmacist, I'd like to share about the little kid that I was um, before before I got to where I am now. And I was actually one of those like shy, I guess, quote unquote, nerdy kids. Um, I used to hide under the bed. If any of my family members were looking for me, they'd be like, peace, she's underneath the bed again. Um, That's where, that was my comfort zone. So yes, I was a shy girl with a lisp. Um, I didn't want to 
speak. I didn't want to be seen. Um, and so it took a lot of work to get to where I am now. And I think the biggest realization was that I had way more um, to give um, and I needed to dig deep and really realize what that was. And once I realized what that was, I realized that I couldn't hide underneath the bed anymore. I had to share that with others um, because doing so is a disservice to myself and to others. So that's what kind of got me out from underneath my bed and helped me realize that I needed to share my truth. And that's where the path I'm on right now, the mission, um, really deep down this mission that I'm on, um, you kind of read about me being a spoken word artist and an empowerment guru. The fundamental backbone to that is wanting to help others to understand the importance of their innate gifts and talents and inspire them, encourage them, empower them to share their truth. Yes, thank you for that. So we talked about You're welcome. attributes just a little bit in your bio. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you came to come up with them and just help our listeners learn a little bit more about it? Yeah, so the five golden principles that I use to help my clients uh, reach 10K or more a month in their business. First of all, these are wellness experts or um, people who like fitness trainers. My clients include um, fitness trainers, um, any, anywhere along the lines of uh, business in general. It doesn't need to be wellness experts. Um, but in any case, they come with me with a unique set of gifts and talents, but an inability to utilize these gifts. And they're not making any money from these gifts and they're not, um, they're, they're stuck. They're wondering where to go next. And so these five golden principles that I use include calibration, creation, connection, community, and collaboration. And so it starts with calibration, really understanding what your innate gifts and talents are and skill sets. And I actually, I'm really big on, big on acronyms. So um, it's gifts, expert skills, and talents to get gold and to get it going. And so once we are able to understand what our gifts, expert skills, and talents are, we take the time to write out seven of each, just seven of each, seven gifts, seven expert skills, seven talents. And this can be challenging for some, but it is possible because again, I believe that everyone has a unique set of gifts, skills, and talents that we've been blessed with. So once we take the time to acknowledge those, we empower our confidence using what I call the seven steps of doc piece of mind method, which links a spoken word piece or what I call a flow, a spoken word flow to each of these steps. And if you're not familiar with spoken word, it's rhythmic poetry and it speaks to the soul. So when you hear these steps, when you hear these, these spoken word pieces, it's bypassing that mind that is constantly judging and um, you know, talking you out of things. It bypasses that and goes and directly to the soul. So you can't help but to, to take notice. And so I use this seven step method to really speak to the soul to empower you to get it going combined with the, the, the gifts and uh, expert skills and the talents that you've been doing and digging into deep. Um, and then you calibrate, right? When you take the time to acknowledge that, when you take the time to, to, to really listen to your soul, that's all goes into this, this calibration 
this calibration piece where now you feel empowered to get it going. You know what gifts and talents you've been blessed with. You're like, okay, let's go. And so then we move on to creation. You're ready to create your offer. So a lot of people have what I call a low ticket offer. They're offering their value for $50, and it could be anything really, but they're offering such low ticket offers that in order to make it to like, for example, a a 10K month, they need to sell hundreds and hundreds of different low ticket offers. So it can be very draining. So a lot of my clients come and they're just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm working 14 hours and I'm not getting anywhere. And so we need to create a high ticket offer because that allows you to scale. If you have a high ticket offer, then you can scale your business more because you don't need to sell hundreds and hundreds of different products. You can just sell two or three a month. Mm -hmm. And you are packaging your expertise in such a way that it's a unique offer. No one else is offering this type of offer because it's your unique sets of gifts, expert skills, and talents that you're offering. And you're allowing someone to to go on this journey with you. So it's not just about, hey, like we're just gonna do one treatment and you're cured. It's not a one treatment and cure type of thing. It's a journey. It's what I call a transformational journey that you're creating for your clients. And you're taking them on this journey from their huge pain point to their struggle. That's what I call the dark zone to this light filled area, this, their, their vision, their future vision of themselves. And in doing so, you you're providing so much value that they're going to want to share. They're going to want, they're going to want to be on this journey with you. It's going to be worth it for them. And so that's what we do. We create this, uh, we start with a beta test offer and then we create what I call a golden offer. And then we move on to connection, getting it connected, Mm -hmm. connecting with others, connecting through our messaging, connecting on social media, reaching out and seeing who could benefit from this offer that you you've created. Um, and then we build our community. We build our community. We connect, we connect with others. We see what they're doing. We see if they could maybe benefit from what we're doing. Maybe they, we can benefit from what they're doing. So we start to have these genuine relation re- conversations and we build genuine authentic relationships and we build our community organically, not using advertisements, paid advertisements, but more so taking the time to stop, have these connections, speak on other people's platforms, um, and even author a book to, to build even more credibility in your field. Um, and so, yeah, that's actually, I just combined community and collaboration right there, but it all goes hand in hand. And so this is the five golden principles that I use with my clients to help them get from point A, disconnected and stuck um, to point B, really fulfilled and living their dream life in real time. Thank you for sharing that. We're curious about how spoken word helps folks in their overall mental wellness from your experience. Yeah, so spoken word, like I said, speaks to the soul. It speaks to the soul. And honestly, my journey with Doc Peace actually began with spoken word. Um, I, I realized in 2017 that I had this gift of poetry. Um, I actually wrote a book when I was 12 and it all rhymed. Um, It's called The Midnight Show. And it starts with the sky was dark and gray, nothing could be seen for miles away, then everything changed. 
And it talks about how the, the sky lights up and all the nature turns and watches this light show. And it, it's all poetic and it had Van Gogh poetry and art uh, or Van Gogh art. And I forgot about this little girl. Like I forgot that my ability to flow and to write in poetry. Um, and back in 2017, I, discovered, I rediscovered her. Uh, and that's when I started writing and poetry and speaking and flow. And I realized that I've always kind of done this naturally. Um, and when I write, when I, when I get my, um, when I write a new poetry piece, a spoken word flow, it, it, um, it's channeled, it's channeled. And so when I, when I speak it, um, whether I'm performing or whatnot, when I'm speaking it, it's flowing out um, and the flow just continues. And so that's why I call it a flow. And so the power of it is so strong because it, it speaks to the soul. Like I'm sharing these, these moments of my life, these stories, these um, traumatic or not, the um, joyful stories, um, things that have happened in my life and the lessons that I've learned in these moments to help inspire others to, to ultimately get it going. Yes. Some of the work you are doing uh, kind of reminds me of like purpose work, right? Um, so, mm. and it's, it's a book that I'm reading right now called um, Believing, Believing in Bigger, I think it's what it's called, Marshawn Evans Daniel. Mm. Um, and so um, just, you know, we want to put the focus back on you though. Can you define your own words, what you think purpose means and like, how does this mean yeah. for you? Mm, that's really, I love that you're reading that book. And I love that you brought up the idea of this, this concept of purpose, because I'm all about helping others align with their purpose and get it going towards that purpose. And it's like, a lot of people are wondering, like, what is my purpose? And that's why we start our, our journey together with calibration, figuring out what our purpose is. And our purpose is linked to our gifts, our expert skills, and our talents because God gave us our gifts to not only survive, but to thrive. And once we take the moment, the time to tap into what those gifts really are, then, then we can start to align with our purpose. The reason why we're here on earth, the reason why we're, we have the, the reason why we look the way we do and the reason why we are able to do the things we do, those are all linked to what our purpose is. And a lot of people get stuck in that they're living somebody else's purpose. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're confused with what their purpose really is. So they find themselves going through the motions, living out somebody else's purpose. So it's important to take the time to realize, hey, am I really utilizing my gifts and my expert skills and my talents to the fullest? Could I do more? Could I help other people more with the gifts and talents that I have? And I feel like when you start to do that work and then you start to align with your purpose more and more, then you start to really get it going because now you have a direction. You're, you're no longer wandering around. You're like, okay, I'm directed. And so I keep saying this, this phrase, get it going because that is a family mantra of mine. So I'm, I'm Nigerian heritage. That's where the, my last name Uche comes from. Um, and my great grandfather was a chief of our tribe. And so he would always tell everyone in, in, in our tribe, get it going. That was his mantra. And what that means is to set your intention on something 
and make forward moves intentionally to achieve that, to get to that point. But again, if you don't know where you're going, if you don't know, don't know what your purpose is, then how are you going to get there? And so my great grandfather told my grandfather that the same mantra was traveled down to my, my, um, my mother, who all my life I heard from a little kid, get it going. That's what she would say, bottle on you, get it going. That was literally our family chant. <laughs> and so that same phrase was inspired her and encouraged her to move to America to get it going, to become a nurse, to make a living for her future family, to make a living for, for, for her family that's still back in Nigeria, to get it going. And that same mantra was what inspired me to become a pharmacist, to get it going, to make, to make a living, to, to, to do something more with my life. And so that same mantra was what compelled me to realize, hey, maybe there's something more, maybe, like maybe I, I could pivot, maybe, maybe I'm not using my gifts and talents to, to the fullest. And that realization came in 2019 um, when I pivoted and I realized that, hey, like I wanna do something more. I, I feel like, you know, pharmacy is great, but I feel like I'm not using my gifts and talents to the fullest. Um, so I gave myself permission to pivot and now I'm able to help other wellness experts further leverage their expertise to pivot as well. Thank you for sharing that and being vulnerable and with your own story. Um, do you think that you're welcome? Well, thank you. Um, do you think that your work differs from mental health professionals? And if so, how? That's a great question. Um, I do feel that all our work is, is different, right? We all have different viewpoints to offer. Um, I am a professional. I'm a doctor of pharmacy by trade, but I'm not a mental professional. A lot of my clients do come, with, come to me um, with um, telling me that they're also seeing a therapist on the side because again, they're doing a lot of hard work right now. They're in the process of pivoting. They, they're stuck, they're unfulfilled, they're looking for guidance. And I can provide that guidance, that business guidance. And um, a lot of my program actually deals with mindset. So that's the start. In order to get it going, you really have to get your mind right. So even though I incorporate mindset tools and practices in my business, in this program, um, I can't say that my program is a mental health program. It's a program to help you get it going and it incorporates mindset tools and strategies to help you do that. But it's not, it's not a, a mental health type program. Um, and I applaud those who are in that space. And I wanna say that, I mean, <laughs> that we're, we're in this together and I feel like our mission is, is the same, to help others thrive, to help us get it going to, to thrive. Um, and, but I do it in a different manner. Um, yeah. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, I think so. Most definitely. <laughs> so as we wrap up, we always ask our, um, our guests to share a takeaway for our listeners. If you have any, what are some takeaways you might share? Mm. I think the, the biggest takeaway I can share is to take the time to rewire your mind settings. And what I mean by that is addressing limiting beliefs. 
Limiting beliefs are those that limit our potential. They're the stories that we continuously tell ourselves over and over again that we hold as true. And that creates our present reality. And so oftentimes that those limiting beliefs are what keep us stuck. Um, and so it's important to take the time to acknowledge those limiting beliefs. And when they come up, perhaps even write them down, then cross them out and then write what I call an expanding belief in its place. And it could be the exact reverse of that limiting belief. And an expanding belief serves us. It gives us strength and empowers us and it empowers our confidence to start to get it going. It doesn't limit our potential like a limiting belief does. It actually expands our potential and helps us to create a better reality for ourselves. Because I really believe that we have the power to change our perspective so any situation becomes what we make it. So if we're telling ourselves limiting beliefs, we have the power to change that and turn that around and then create a better reality for ourselves simply by changing those limiting beliefs to expanding beliefs and rewiring our mind's settings. And so that's one of the exercises I encourage our list, your listeners to do, um, to take the time to wire the mind settings by changing limiting beliefs to expanding beliefs. And as they do this, as, as we align with our purpose, you'll start to see that there are two types of people, like two main types of people. And there's ones that are aligned with their purpose. They're getting it going. They're shining their light. And there's those who are not yet aligned with their purpose. They're stuck. They're not getting it going. And when you, when you know that, it kind of helps you figure out what, what kind of conversation might happen when you share your innate gifts and talents with with them and start a conversation about what it is that you're doing and the work that you're doing. When you're sharing what you're doing in your life with those who are aligned with that purpose, they're going to be probably way more supportive. They're going to try to help you with that. They're going to try to share their share share more of your light and their light. It's, it's going to be a light-filled conversation. But when you share that light of yours with someone who's not yet aligned with their purpose, you'll find that there's going to be a different type of conversation. And it's okay. It's their present reality and you're living your present reality. Um, and so I think it's important to really understand that um, as you go through um, and start doing the work to align with your purpose, understanding these, the difference, the differences and the, the, um, the connections that you might have, have um, as you continue to align with your purpose and get it going. Um, so we want to thank you for your time on today's episode. And is there anything else you want to share before we wrap up? Yeah, so this, um, this is an interesting time right now that I've noticed that we are kind of in where we've made it through 2020. A lot of us are wondering what's next. And I wanna share another uh, exercise that will help us with our vision creation and getting it going. Um, is that okay if I share another exercise? Yeah. Okay, wonderful. So many of us have heard of a golden or a vision board, mm -hmm. right? Have you heard of a vision board? Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
A vision board is something that you put all your dreams and your goals on, right? And you display it, you look at it every day and you're like, okay, I'm getting it going. I'm going to achieve that, right? Mm -hmm. And it helps you kind of make that, that reality, right? So I'm really big on rather than creating a vision board, create a golden board. And so it's this acronym again, I'm really big on acronyms. I say it all the time and it's gold. And it stands for Genuine Original Loving Dreamer. And I came up with this acronym actually in 2017 when I was working as a pharmacist full-time. And I found myself at this wedding and I wasn't, I was feeling stuck. I knew that there was something more in life, but I didn't know what it was. I knew that I wasn't get, using my gifts and talents to the fullest, but I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> um, and, and I felt like I was playing this role um, that I felt that everyone thought that I had everything going on. You know, I was a pharmacist. I had a great home, a great car. I looked the part, I looked the role. So I showed up in this wedding, at this wedding, this family wedding, dressed in this beautiful gold sequin dress, really expensive, looked the part, like I said, um, of a happy pharmacist. Um, and so I was sitting there in this gold sequin dress and I found myself in this bubble of self-doubt, knowing that I was playing this facade and realizing like, okay, I can't pretend any longer, but I got to, cause I got to show the you know, happy face, whatever, it's a happy occasion. So as I watched everyone arrive and interact and I, that's when I was struck with this acronym, GOLD. I realized that I need not just to wear gold, I needed to be gold. I needed to be a genuine, original, loving dreamer inside. And it wasn't just about this facade on the outside, it was about being a genuine, original, loving dreamer on the inside. So that brings me to this golden board. So instead of just displaying your visions and your dreams, what about your genuine, original, loving attributes? What it is, what about it, what about you makes you a genuine, original, loving dreamer? Again, what are your gifts? What are your expert skills? What are your talents? What are your accomplishments? What are your achievements? What are you proud of about yourself that makes you original and unique? And then those are the things that you want to display on your, on your golden board, because those are the things that when you wake up in the, in the morning or when you go to sleep at night, you're reminding yourself what you're capable of. You're reminding yourself of what you've accomplished. You're reminding yourself of what you yet have to achieve. And then that is really what inspires you, empowers you to get it going. So it's something that you could put in your, what I call your empowerment toolbox. Because even though I'm an empowerment guru, I'm not gonna be with you at all times, right? So it's important for you to empower your own confidence, fill up your empowerment toolbox with some of the tools and the strategies that I'm teaching you and that you've learned along your life road, meditation, Reiki, whatever you've learned that has served to empower your confidence, those are, what, those are the things that go in your empowerment toolbox. And so the golden board could be one of those things that goes in your empowerment toolbox and when you need a dose of inspiration, as I call it then you can pull from this in this toolbox and give yourself that dose of inspiration that you need to empower your confidence to get it going. Yes, thank you for that. And thank you for joining us on this week's episode. Bye, thank you. You're so very welcome. Thank you. Hey, y'all. 